0: Thank you for joining us this Friday afternoon on Hope for Today with Pastor Doug Solomon. And it's good to be back with you today. Uh, we had a cyclone pass near the island uh, Thursday and uh, Wednesday and Thursday, and we still had some residual effect this morning. Uh, heavy rains, high winds, and uh, it was an excitement to go through a Category Four cyclone. But we're okay and we're safe, and and we're just glad that we can get the broadcast back. So today we thank you for joining us and the title of the message is called Strangers in the World. And you know God calls us to be separated from the world, to be in the world but not of the world, to separate ourselves. And we're going to talk about that in in 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 1 through 12 and what it means and what God means to us and why we need to be separate. But it doesn't mean to isolate ourselves into a sort of like a a cult or a commune or something like that. But it means to to keep ourselves in line with God and with the fellowship of believers. We still have to work in this world. We still have jobs. We still have to interact with people. How will they know if we don't go? So we can't just isolate ourselves like the early forefathers tried when they came to America. You know, they came for religious freedoms, but then all the while they were isolating themselves. And we're not called to isolate ourselves like that. So let's read First Peter 1. It says, To God's elect, strangers in the world, scattered throughout Pontius, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, Bithynia, who have been chosen according to foreknowledge of God the Father, through the sanctifying work of the Spirit, for obedience to Jesus Christ and sprinkling by his blood. Grace and peace be yours in abundance. Praise be to God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his mercy he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, fade. It's kept in heaven for you, for you and I, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In this, you will greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have to suffer grief in all kinds of trouble. These have come so that your faith is greater than the worth of gold, which perishes even though it is refined by fire, may be proven genuine and may result in praise and glory and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you still believe in him and are filled with inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the goal of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Concerning this salvation, the prophets, who spoke of the grace that was to come to you, search intently and with great care. Try to find out the time and circumstances to which the Spirit of Christ is in them was pointing. When he predicted the sufferings of Christ and the glories that would follow, it was revealed to them that they were not serving themselves But when they spoke of these things that now have been told to you by those who preach the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven, even angels long to look into these things. May the Lord add a blessing to his word, shall we pray? Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day and we thank you for this message. We thank you, Lord, that we are strangers in this world. And Lord, when we were growing up, people said we were passing through we were sojourners we were on a journey but this was not our destination and Lord we want to bring many many people to you that can come along that gospel train that train on the way to Zion and Lord one day the eastern sky will crack open and all be done and said but Lord we thank you that you we have a hope we thank you for the Holy Spirit that leads and that guides us each and every day so, Lord, we ask you be with me during this message. Give me the words and the wisdom. And, Lord, be with those that are listening, that they would have ears to hear from you. Not from Pastor Doug, but from you. We ask it in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So let's take a look at this. You know, a small boy stood in front of a classroom and spoke ang- anxiously of home. He pointed to South Korean newspaper clippings that hinted to the takeover by the North. He he was worried that the end was near. Ten years, five years, two years. If he is correct, Christians in South Korea have a right to feel nervous. Will they still have a church in five years from now? Will they still be able to read Bibles or possess a Bible? Will they have to close their windows and doors and lower their voices when they pray or when they pray with their children? How can a believer prepare for that kind of suffering? And in America, we don't understand that, but uh, in other parts of the world, people suffer for their faith. And what makes Christians strangers to the rest of the world? What sets us apart? It's not what we do on the outside. We can't be holier than thou and we'll talk about that in in, in part two. But let's look at the message. He talks about to God's elect. You know, God calls each and every one of us and not everyone is going to accept. And I believe that God called many, many people from these different communities and God calls us from all over the world, from our community in America, where I grew up, where, where I lived with my family. He called me clean across the other side of the world just about to bring the good news of hope, to bring this message that I'm going to talk about today, to preach it even today. It's an appointed time. It's a divine appointment. But the writer goes on to tell us that uh, he talks about the foreknowledge of God the Father through the sanctifying work of the Spirit for obedience to Jesus Christ. And you know, for you and I, that's what we have, the sanctifying power or the work of the Spirit. When we are saved, we can walk in the Spirit. We can be in tune with God. We can be obedient to God. Grace and peace be yours in abundance. That's quite a salutation or a a greeting. And you know, I like that, grace and peace be yours in abundance. And that's what I pray for each and every one that listens today. Praise be to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth. You know, I think of Nicodemus when he went to ask Jesus the question about what, what it meant to be saved. And he told him that he had to be born again. And Nicodemus could not understand how could someone be put back in the womb and be born again. But it's not born of flesh, but it's born of the Spirit. God gives us a hope. It says, uh, he has given us new birth into a living hope, not a hope that dies. Have you ever hoped for something and it never happened, but it was a hope that you thought for sure it was going to happen? Many, many times I can tell you I've hoped for things, hoped for situations to change. But I had to leave it in God's hands. And if it didn't happen, then I have to accept that. But here, it tells us that we have a living hope that's found in a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Through his resurrection, through the resurrection of who? Of Jesus Christ. Jesus is alive and well. He proved that when he rose from the grave, when he rose from the dead, when the stone was rolled away. And he grasps us into the inheritance, an inheritance that's in heaven, not an inheritance that's in a bank account or somebody leaves you in a will. This is something that will not pass away. As the writer says, this inheritance can never perish means it won't rot, it won't spoil, it won't fade, but it's kept in heaven for us. Some people try to set up an inheritance or a kingdom here. You could have all the money in the world, but it's not going to buy you, get you away to heaven. I think of the rich young ruler that we talked about once before. The rich young ruler said, what must I be do to be saved? He said, "I've kept all the commandments," and Jesus told him, "Sell everything that you have, and come follow me." And the rich man couldn't figure out what did that mean. He says, "Why must I give up all that I've all that I've earned, all that I may have inherited?" But sometimes God asks us to give up everything to follow Him. I think of the disciples when He called Peter and. Many of the fishermen, they gave up their livelihoods to instead of fishing, they left their boats, their nets. And Jesus said, come and follow me. Amazing. The scripture is full of life today. It says, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of salvation. And, you know, there's coming a day, like I said, the eastern sky is going to crack open and the Lord's going to descend. It'll all be written, it's all be said and done. But we have the power of God to shield us from whatever life may throw at us, but we have to obey, we have to walk in his will and in his way. Are we always going to know the exact will and way? To be honest, I didn't know always know the Lord's will and way. Sometimes you're going to make mistakes but God will put you back on track. But we have to pray, we have to read the word. We have to seek God, seek his will. Verse six says, in this, you will greatly rejoice. But he goes on to say, though for now and a little while, you may have to suffer grief and all kinds of trials. We say, and I grew up hearing trials and tribulations. You know, the Lord didn't say when you become saved, everything's going to be hunky-dory. Everything is going to be perfect. That's when the devil tries to really attack. That's why most people give up and just go back into the old ways. But God will always see us through these trials and tribulations. Like I was telling my son the other day, I said, sometimes... Things happen for a reason. Sometimes God gets our attention. Sometimes God gives us a wake up call. Sometimes God is is leading us in a different direction and he wants us to change that direction. Sometimes he just wants us to stand still and just listen. Said these come so that your faith of greater is greater than that of gold. We think of gold being one of the most precious metals. Platinum I think is the most precious of all. But you think of this gold and the gold, it says, even though it is refined will perish. You know people think about that as hard as gold is and we find treasure that's been buried for so long. But the word of the Lord says it would be peri- it can perish. But he's asking that we have a great faith it's greater than gold that we may be proven genuine, and may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. He asked for us to give him praise, he asked for us to give him glory, and he asked for us to honor him. But he asked us, even when we're going through these trials and tribulations, they will test our faith to see if it's genuine. The Lord doesn't wake up one day and say, I'm going to strike so-and-so with a sickness and I'm going to make this happen. But if that happens, a sickness comes upon us, we can't blame God. Sometimes it's genetic, sometimes it's it's, uh, inherited, sometimes it's something due to external situations. But God has a purpose in everything. We can't blame God for that because the Word says we're going to go through trials that will test our faith and see if it's genuine. It says though you have not seen him, you love him, and even though you do not see him now, you believe in him, and you are filled with inexpressible and glorious joy, for you are receiving the goal of your faith, the salvation of your soul. And that's the key today, the salvation of our soul, the salvation of that we get only from the Lord. But you know, we live in a world today that wants to see and wants to touch and wants to feel things. But it says there, though you have not seen him, meaning we didn't see him with our eyes, but we still love him. We, we've read about him in the word. We've read what he did, what he said, who he was, where he came from. We love him. Even though we do not see him now, in this day and age, God is still with us. Jesus is still alive and still in control. No matter what's going on around the world, we can't trouble our hearts and our minds with them. We need to be thinking about others. How can we get the good news out? How can we share this message of hope, this living hope, a hope that will never perish? The hope that comes through the resurrection of Jesus Christ today. It says, concerning this salvation, the prophets who spoke of the grace that you that was to come to you, search intently and with great care. I think of the word grace there. Grace is considered the terminology is God's unmerited favor. Each and every one of us, God has unmerited favor. Sometimes we take it for granted when we get up in the morning and get out of bed. when we lay our head down at night, we have a night we have a place to sleep, we have food to eat. all of these things God provides. I think of people around the world that don't have them, but they still have the promise of God. God will see them through. God cares about them as much as he cares about us. It says, but search intently and with greatest care. We need to keep running that race that we find in the scriptures. We don't need to sit on the sidelines. We need to keep moving forward. It tells us to search and with great care. So we need to look at the scriptures. That we, we're we not always going to understand it, but we can ask God and the Holy Spirit's leading to help us. We can get uh, pastors and those that understand scripture or been through the valleys and through the uh, trials, and we can get them and see what they went through and we can learn. It says, trying to find out the time and the circumstances to which the spirit of Christ in them was pointing when he predicted the sufferings of Christ and the glories that would follow. When we think of suffering, we don't always think of glories. But when we look at it from God's point of view, we look at it through rose-colored glasses, we can see the glory that was revealed in the sufferings of Christ. It was the hope for all of humanity. It says it was revealed to them that they were not serving themselves, but they were serving you. When they spoke of the things that they now have been told by those who have preached the gospel to you, by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. And you know, God can give us this Holy Spirit anointing to preach the word, to teach the word. We don't have to be pastors. We don't have to be missionaries. We don't have to be theologians. All he asks us to do is to share our faith and to share this hope. It says, even the angels long to look into these things. And you know, that's the key today. These angels are curious. They're wanting to know what, this, what the writer was saying. He's talking about a living hope. He's talking about resurrection. He's talking about proving our faith, talking about giving praise, glory, and honor when Christ is revealed. So this is our hope today, that we know that we're strangers in this world, but yet we're not going to be uh, lost in this world. We have God's GPS leading and directing us, the Holy Spirit's leading and guiding. So today, if you're in a circumstance that's difficult, it may test your faith. Are you prepared for that today? Are you prepared? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day and we thank you for your love and for your mercy. And we thank you for your protection. We thank you for, as the word says, that we have a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. We have an inheritance in heaven that will never perish, that will never spoil, that will never fade. But we don't have to lock it up into a lockbox or a safe deposit box or hide it under the mattress or whatever because it's in heaven. Moth and rust won't won't bother it. But we have that hope today. And Lord, if someone's going through a situation, we pray your blessing upon them. We pray, Lord, that you will give them a leading and a guidance, that you will help them. And Lord, if they're not a Christian and they don't know you, we pray if they're listening to this broadcast, that they can pray now and ask forgiveness and ask for the Holy Spirit's leading and guiding And that they, too, can begin to learn and to believe. And they'll have this living hope found in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Because that's what we have as Christians. We have the hope of eternity. But there's nothing we should fear in this world. Sometimes it can be overwhelming. Sometimes it can be taxing. Sometimes it can be like this COVID-19 virus that... Gets us stressed out. But Lord, we have to stop and take a moment. And we have to pray to you. We have to seek your guidance. Like the writer tells us in the scripture, it says that we are to to search intently with great care. It's not about just looking for an answer. It's about believing in it and trusting it. So, Lord, we pray a blessing upon those that don't know you. Maybe today can be that day. So, Lord, we just want to thank you for your word. We thank you that we can be strangers in this world, but yet we need to bring others along with us. A stranger doesn't mean we need to be separated by ourselves. I think of the disciples many, many times. They were going through battles and trials, but you always had them two by two. And that was to comfort and encourage one another. If it was just one, we would be lonely. We would have doubts. We would have fears. We would struggle. So Lord, we just thank you for that. We thank you that each one of the disciples had someone they could talk to, that could encourage them. We thank you for the holy spirit's leading upon each and every one of them because here we are in 2022 hearing these words that are written in first peter chapter 1 verses 1 through 12. they are living they are breathing they are alive we ask it in the mighty name of jesus we ask a blessing upon each and every one amen amen so thank you for joining us on hope for today for this first part of a two-part message um, in 1 Peter chapter 1. So tomorrow we'll be picking up with verses 13 to 25, and we're going to talk about being called to be different. Different from the way the world is. Something that separates us from the world. Jesus was different. The disciples were different. People recognized that. So tomorrow we will talk about that. We'll pick up from verse 13 through 25. So I want to thank you for joining us. We're praying for you, praying for the many nations that listen. We pray a blessing upon each and every one. So thank you for joining us on this Friday afternoon on Hope for Today with Pastor Doug Solomon. God bless and have a great weekend.